Thanks for finding Organic Matters again this week. I'm going to stick with gardening a little bit more than I have in the past few weeks, just because first, uh, I've got my summer garden in. It's already hot where I am. But in addition, I have a lot of areas in shade that I've never had to contend with before and not in a position to remove them, which I don't want to do. I want the trees. So today we're going to talk about, I'm going to say a dozen. I'm going to take the best vegetables you can grow in the shade. For many gardeners, the optimum conditions most vegetables prefer, which is 8 to 10 hours of full sunlight, just isn't possible everywhere. Whether it's from trees or shadows from nearby buildings, shade is commonly a fact of gardening most anywhere you garden unless you really have a great setup. Luckily, shade doesn't have to prohibit gardeners from growing really good food for themselves. If you start with the most shade-tolerant crops, which is I'm going to try to bring up to you, take extra care to provide a little bit of fertile soil and ample water, still, still necessary in the shade, and consider using sometimes reflective plastics and mulches and things to leave as much light coming as you can. You can establish a productive shade garden and harvest a respectable variety of really good-to-eat vegetables. But just how much shade is too much shade? All shade is not equal. Some sandy conditions will yield much more produce than others will, while some areas are better or left for hostas and moss and other things. Gardeners should be familiar with the different types of shade, but should also keep in mind that measuring how much shade your garden gets isn't as easy as it sounds. For instance, nearby trees may cast dappled shade in your garden for summer all of the day. If the tree canopy is high enough and the branches aren't too dense, the conditions Nearby, it can be shady, but still fairly bright for your plants. Trimming any low-hanging branches certainly will help let more sunlight in. And in some ways, even something more challenging is dappled shade, or what's partial shade, which can be quite variable, ranging from only a couple of sunny hours and many hours of shade to the opposite. Shade from buildings is more difficult to deal with than shade from trees, as it often plunges the garden into total shade for a large part of the day. As a general rule, if you have a few hours of full sun but dark shade for the rest of the day, you can grow some crops, but the yields just won't be as high as if you had bright or dappled shade during most of the day. And like so many of us, maybe your garden just has a little of everything. Some areas that get a couple of hours of sun, some that get dappled shade, some areas that are basically in complete shade. In addition, the amounts of shade will change seasonally. It can be difficult to add up the exact amount of sun your crops get in such a scenario that's just hard to follow. Keep an open mind about what you may be able to grow in your conditions and choose plants that you can track to find out if that's the best spot for them. There's several on the internet, folks, several what I call shade-tolerant vegetable uh, charts. And you can pull those, and you just literally put that in, shade-tolerant vegetables. You get an amazing amount of information. At least that'll get you started. I'm going to delve for a minute into something I have not tried, but I have friends that swear by it. And it's using reflective mulches and surfaces, which I have never tried. But there's, there's actually metallic mulches that look almost like aluminum that reflect a ton of light back up into your plants. Seems to work especially good with peppers and tomatoes and strawberries. Some of the people I've talked to used, used red plastic mulch, especially to grow tomatoes. 
but I've talked to other people. There's a professor that's uh, literally he's professor of vegetable crops at Michigan State University's Department of Horticulture, and he says the best possible thing uh, is a, a single color, just like a aluminum foil type, because you get the entire spectrum of light then back into your plants. And one other thing that this mulch supposedly does, and again, this is secondhand information right now because I have not done it, is it seems to really turn away and to at least some extent protect your plants against pests, especially against aphids and thrips. Anyway, I want to touch on I don't know a lot. So if any of you happen to do that and you get results, I'd love to know about it. You can always get me at natureapproved at yahoo.com or here at organicmatters.info. And one more thing to bring up, then I'll start. I'll name a few plants for you that have worked well for me. If you're going to push the envelope sun-wise, make sure your soil's really in good shape. Every little bit counts. Amend your garden soil with a lot of good mature compost if you can. And, of course, anything that'll loosen the soil. I try to get mine loose 10 to 12 inches into the ground so that it's easy to fork. You know you've got it in good condition. It holds water, yet it breathes well and everything. And don't forget, the roots of nearby shade trees actually have a challenge to present to you on their own. The roots will wick moisture and nutrients away from your crops, causing them to need more frequent watering and fertilizing without you realizing it. And a lot of times your roots will eventually invade your well-prepared garden soil or soil just because you're treating it so well. Of course, a pretty obvious answer, and it works for me, is just built-up gardening. I, I have put in raised beds everywhere I've lived for years, uh, and I even use some growing containers. Just got to fill it with good quality soils. If you're building a raised bed, try lining the bottom of the bed with uh, oak carpet or I even used to begin with cardboard. And it kind of slows down the uh, tree roots, keeps them at bay at least for a few years. In any garden, the key to successful pest and disease management is to actually pay close attention to your plants and deal with the problems right away. I found in my shaded gardens, I actually have some, a few less problems about some pests. But let me tell you what is a problem most everywhere I've tried to shade garden, and that is slugs and snails. And they can, overnight, once they get in there, they can decimate something like a whole lettuce planting. So you gotta be a little careful with them. And there's some good pesticides out there that are not dangerous that you can put out that are really effective against slugs and snails. The one that comes to mind is Sluggo. What a great name. That's L-U-G-O, I think. And there's a Sluggo Plus, and it does. It takes care of roly-polies. But that's about all I've had to use. And some people put copper around the plants, and you can make snail and slug traps with some interesting container tops uh, or maybe some dishes. And believe it or not, some stale beer works very well. It's time to put your thinking cap on for a few minutes. Consider which crops to grow in shady areas. Think of them in terms, I try to think this way, either leaves or roots. Crops we grow for their leaves, you know, the kale, the lettuces, the spinaches, all those. Uh, and then there's root crops that we grow, beets, carrots, turnips, for instance. These particular plants I just mentioned will do fairly well in partially shade conditions. However, crops we grow, that most of us are used to growing number one in the whole world, I think, but certainly in America is tomatoes. And second on the list, many places are peppers. But I even have a friend that loves eggplants. I've never learned to love them. I grow them usually and give them somebody else in squash, that kind of thing. But those plants really need 
if you're not getting six hours of full sun a day, you're going to have a rough time getting much of a crop from those plants. So what we're going to do is go through some of the plants that I've had success with, that I know people are growing, that are doing well in shade and semi-shade situations. Let's talk about a few plants. I, I did it sort of, this sounds weird, in alphabetical order, just so I could remember <laughs> what I was going to talk about. We'll start out with arugula. Arugula is, uh, needs three hours, that's it, a good three hours of sun a day, and then open shade after that will give you a nice crop of arugula. The only thing bad about arugula, and it's probably too late this year for me, at least till fall, is when the weather gets really warm, it bolts pretty quickly. So it's probably too late in the season, unless you're far further north than I am, to think about that. And then take into consideration probably the best of the greens to grow. I just call them Asian greens. They only need a couple of hours of sunlight a day. That's the bok choy, also called pak choy. And look for komatsuna, if you're not familiar with the name, and tatsoi. They will grow wonderfully. They, it's almost the nat natural for them with just a couple hours of sun and, of course, some kind of shade after that or ambient light. But two or three hours a day, and really about two hours, will grow you some really nice Asian greens. And everybody that knows me knows one of my favorite is chard. Rainbow chard, Swiss chard, a bunch of it. Now, there's a little bit of knowledge to know about this. If you grow chard mainly for its crisp stalks, and I like them, you need at least four or five hours of sun per day. But if you're going to grow it mainly for the tender leaves, which are excellent. As a matter of fact, the little baby leaves under semi-shade conditions can be some of the best. Well, many of our culinary herbs that we love so much really need full sun. There's a group of them, of which I'm growing several right now, that can do three or four. If you can do three hours, it's great. If you can do four, they'll grow perfectly. And that includes chives and cilantro, garlic chives, marjoram if you like it, lemon balm does great. I have spearmint out this year, but I grow mints. I have two kinds of oregano. I have uh, flat parsley. They do just fine in shadier gardens if they've got at least three hours of good sun a day. So that, that would really round out, uh, makes the shade garden uh, by itself worth it just for the herbs you get for, if you're sort of a semi-serious uh, home cook like I am. And sort of in the culinary herb department are scallions. What a great, if you got three hours of good sun a day, your scallion crops will do well throughout the entire growing season. Matter of fact, in the real hot areas like me, they almost do better in this, as a semi-shade plant than out in the super burning sun as summer moves on. And spinach itself, especially some of the leaf spinaches, uh, they will bolt easily in full sun. But if you keep them in three hours of sun a day and then shade after that, they'll last a lot longer. And it's another plant that I think actually tastes a little bit better grown in bright open shade with two or three hours of sun than in full sun. My older spinaches, some of them have a tendency to get a little bit bitter when they're out in the 100 degree plus sun like we have. Last year where I live, folks, in central Texas, we had 58 days in a row of over 100 degrees. That's even kind of unheard of for us. So even our plantings to kind of step aside for a minute need to be considered a little more. We need to look at other plants that will do better in, depending on where you live in the country that maybe you couldn't have grown a decade ago. And one green I've got to mention that's not as popular here in the States as it is other parts of the world is mesclun. It is one of the best crops for shady gardens you can plant. It'll grow with as little as two hours of sun per day and handles dapple shade extremely well. 
It does have delicate leaves, but they make one heck of a salad mix. If you've ever gone to buy the mixed salads, you're getting mescaline. As long as you leave the roots intact, here's how you do this. You should be able to get at least three or four cuttings, good harvest, before you have to replant. You just cut them down, leave an inch or two, and let them regrow. And they'll, they'll come back at least three times where I am uh, during the growing season. And finally, for some people that like it, I do, but some don't. Uh, mustard greens do fine. You need maybe a more hour, maybe three hours. But mustard grown as baby greens is probably best suited for shady gardens, period. It really makes a delicate, delicate vegetable if you grow mustards and mescalines in open shade or shady area. So anyway, just some, some ideas because this is the time of year I'd rather be working in the shade than the sun anyway. And I've got some spots I'm going to experiment with. As I do it, I'll be sure and tell everybody and what my successes are and my failures. Part of being a good gardener is learning by making mistakes. And um, I've, made, I've made plenty. I should be good at it whether I am or not. Thanks for staying tuned.